This episode is brought to you by Cisco. Cisco has pledged to positively impact 1 billion people by 2025, embracing the transformative power of technology to create a more inclusive world. Head to cisco.com.au to learn more about this pledge. Hello and welcome to this week's CXO Challenge interview on the IT News Podcast. On the show this week is Carl Garvey, the Head of Analytics at Rugby Australia. The governing body of rugby in Australia has been doing analytics for a number of years, but it's only in recent times that it has set up a central analytics function. Carl joins us to talk strategy and data architecture, as well as some new and emerging use cases for data analytics. Please enjoy the conversation. It will be useful to just baseline the conversation a little bit by just understanding a little bit more about analytics at Rugby Australia, what analytics looks like, what your team looks like, what your sort of function looks like. Sure. Maybe before we start, I'll just give a brief introduction for those people listening to the podcast that aren't uh, rugby fans, I suppose. Rugby Australia is the governing body of the sport here in Australia. And we've got eight member unions and a number of affiliate unions underneath that structure. We operate in a federated model and, uh, you know, every member union is responsible for implementing their participation programs, administering competitions and running their high performance teams, of which we have five super rugby teams currently participating in a super rugby union, Trans-Tasman competition and rugby australia is the keeper of the code basically you know we oversee national competitions and teams we're uh, responsible for areas such as governance integrity and run a lot of research and development which we'll go into our ethos is not centrally calling the shots by any means it's very much a model of collaboration where we all have a common goal to provide the best solutions whether it's membership ticketing community rugby or high performance unit it's in our interest for all levels to prosper so everything we do is aimed at providing values all levels a thriving community game and successful super rugby teams will breed successful national teams on a global stage. And that's what we're after. Our strategic plan is four main pillars. It's to build sustainable elite success, make rugby a game for all, ignite Australia's passion for the game and create excellence in how the game is run. So leading to our analytics function, it's based on providing a service to those four main pillars, being our elite teams, our community, our fans and our administration. So as head of analytics, I'm responsible for our data strategy and analytics roadmap, basically for our management of data across the board in rugby to drive a data-informed culture across rugby. That's our ultimate goal and ensure we're getting value out of our investment in technology across analytics and performance analysis. Basically, what I'm doing is managing the process, the project management and the stakeholder management, trying to strike the right balance between delivering in the short term and engaging people, whilst also minimizing technical debt and duplication, building out the breadth of our solutions in the background, integrating more data sources, building more capabilities while engaging our users. As I said, our goal is to foster that informed culture and by providing a central service to all involved, we want to democratize access to actionable insight so that our users reduce time on screen looking for answers and increase time action in these insights with our athletes, teams and partners. We want to remove duplication across the board, as I said, uh, to reduce inefficiencies and how all our teams function. Going into our team, we've got a central team here in Sydney reports into our head of technology and our director of rugby, and it's a cross-functional team. We've got data analysts, sports scientists, performance analysts, a data scientist, a data engineer. We collaborate closely with our technology team to leverage their expertise in infrastructure and inter-system communication. And we're lucky enough to have a great partner in University of Technology Sydney, which we cohabit our headquarters in Moore Park with. And we also lean on our industry partners such as AWS and Tableau that assist us with our endeavours. How has analytics evolved in the sort of nine plus years that you've been involved with it at Rugby Australia? 
Yeah, so I started in 2012 and there were a lot of great systems and great people involved. But I guess the work on was rugby was working in quite a siloed manner. Not a, a lot of collaboration between departments, not a lot of consistency in technology used across our different entities. So across that time, we've tried to break down those silos, get to a place where we've got an aligned strategy around the technology we use across Australia, whether it's in community rugby game or super rugby franchises are all our high performance teams. So I started in 2012, as I said, in business analysis role, working with various data sets around the competition management of community rugby, a CRM replacement project. So straight away, I got a great overview of how the sport was run. From there, I transitioned into a performance analysis role with the Wallabies in 2014 and spent the next five years solely in high performance. Coming up towards 2019 and the end of the World Cup cycle leading up to Japan in 2019, we did a review of the whole of the business and looked at how we were running analytics across the board. And we wanted to bring some of the learnings we had in high performance across to the wider business. So that's when we pitched to our board the forming of a central analytics function that would manage all our services across the board. So that's where we're at now and we're trying to build that out to our user base. My past history of hearing about analytics within Rugby Australia was mostly around the high performance side of things. So it makes sense that you've now sort of explained the transition of that arrangement and the expansion, I guess, to a broader cross-rugby approach and also around a sort of central analytics area. I just wanted maybe if you can step back or sideways within that and just explain a little bit about how analytics gets used in the administration of the sport at the different levels and how you envision how it might be used. Yeah, sure. So going back to how we originated in analytics, it really takes us back to 2016 when we were working in the high performance unit. And we started to ask ourselves questions of why the head coach was getting delivered different reports from the sports scientists, from the strength and conditioning coach, from the physio, from the game analysts, from the contracting manager, all with different terminologies, different languages, making it very difficult for him to find the signal from the noise. So we really wanted to break down those barriers and build a technology stack that allowed us to roll this out across the board, not just with the Wallabies, but with all our high performance teams. And, and part of that was building a technology stack that ensured our infrastructure was designed for longevity. So it outlived the requirements of one coach or administrator, but built to support all that inherited. So we knew what we wanted, basically to join the dots between the athlete and the team, between sports science and game analysis. So we started looking at the technology stack. We decided upon an AWS technology stack, feeding in from all our source systems into a data warehouse in Redshift, and then using Tableau as a hub on top to power all our information out to our users. So that's the main hub, as I said. And across the board, I can take you through how it's used. So it, basically in the high performance space, it could be anything from load management, looking at GPS data to make sure athletes aren't being undertrained or overtrained, managing return to play protocols for athletes that may be coming back from injury and looking at our team performance, how it's trending across the season, opposition analysis, how we're preparing for opposition. We're looking at our recruitment and comparing contract value with performance on field and how we can build our best rosters. So it goes on and on. And, and as I said, that's where we built our function in the high performance unit. And more recently, since 2019, rolling that out to the community rugby areas, our membership and ticketing departments, 
and our administration as a whole. So take you through to community rugby by connecting with our head of community rugby. We're quickly able to understand the main KPIs that was driving that unit and how we can enable the real-time reporting of various KPIs in that space, whether that's participation in various formats of the game or various competitions to increasing our engagement with the recruitment of coaches and match officials that drive the game. In community rugby, same as high performance, there was the same issues where we were collecting some great data, but no real means to easily access that information. So by building those integrations and creating some very simple dashboards, we were able to engage the community rugby, the the wider audience, whether you're looking at the game from a national level or a state union level or association level or down to the club level. The dashboards are the same. People are able to engage with it to look at recruitment, churn level of their players, retention strategies, things like that. It's interesting when you're talking about the lack of consistency in the way that data was either described or collected or the language that it was used to express all these different kind of aspects of sports analytics. When you think about sports analytics, there's been lots of views expressed over the years around how the measurement and analysis impacts the flow of games and impacts the athletes themselves. But it seems like perhaps you've described part of the problem there or a big part of the problem, which is trying to bring all of the different aspects of sports analytics together in one sort of cohesive picture. That's been our ultimate goal from the start. Rugby is a people business. So for us in the analytics team, messaging, the communication of any interesting insight we find is crucial to have any influence. We have stakeholders, decision makers, coaches coming from a range of backgrounds. So we need to adapt the messaging to fit their vernacular, be it a CEO, a physio, a coach or a player. At the end of the day, if the information is not being acted upon, if training isn't being adapted, or if communications aren't being more individualized, we're not providing much real value. So that's a real driver for us when we're dealing with the ones and zeros that we're communicating that inside in an easy to understand fashion and in a holistic manner. So you talked briefly just before about the data technology stack at Rugby Australia and specifically some AWS components. Can you give me a broader sense of the stack itself and how that might be evolving? Yeah, so as I mentioned, we wanted to build something meaningful and that would last the test of time with regards to our data infrastructure. So by building that warehouse, it allows us to have full ownership of the data that's coming in, but not be reliant on any one provider. So we've got many, many source systems that are collecting various pieces of information, whether it's ticketing data or player registrations or digital engagement across our websites and social media through to the high performance space. And that's sleep data, GPS data, match data, questionnaires, contract data. So there's a lot of data coming in. We just need to make sure that we're managing that from a master data management perspective so that we've got a single source of the athlete and a single source of the fan. And a lot of the work we've done up to this point is to ensure that we're building the capabilities. So as I said, we're balancing the short-term requirements to drive our code forward, but also ensuring that any question down the track when we want to start joining the dots between the community game and where our wallabies are coming from or where's best to host a test match based on various contributors, we've got everything ready to go in a structure that's easily queryable. For today, I believe we're going to talk a little bit about a particular use case around grassroots development of the game and particularly using Tableau and data robot technologies. I just wondered if you could explain a little bit about the business case here and sort of what you're doing and what you're hoping to create in terms of change. Sure. Well, everything we're trying to build is from the top down, bottom up, so that it's the same solution for all. 
with regards to community rugby, well, we've about 100 Tableau online licenses right now. And that goes down to the member union level, as I explained, so that those people are able to connect with their data, understand how that's trending and how they can improve their game locally. But ultimately, we want to be able to roll that out to the whole of the community. So whether it's the local junior comp down the road or the national level, you're looking at the same dashboard. So we want to utilize Tableau to do that. And we've got a good vision around that. With regards to data robot, that takes us into the area of moving from descriptive to predictive analytics. We're trialing a proof of concept with them at the moment, more so in the membership and ticketing space of understanding how do we minimize member churn and keep people engaged? How do we convert a ticket buyer that might have really enjoyed their experience to come back as a seasoned member? So there's some great use cases there, and we're very excited to really drive forward in this space. On the Tableau side, we're looking at some of their augmented analytics features that are coming out. We don't, and nor will we have a massive data science team inside of Rugby Australia. But what we do have is lots of people that are really engaged with the game, know the environment, know the people that are dealing with. And we want to bring data science to those people that are the ultimate decision makers in the game. So things like ask data, explain data, allow us to move from the what to the why in our dashboards and really engage our users of a crazy thought of a coach or someone around Australia being able to walk into a room and using natural language processing just to be able to ask questions like who's the fastest player in Australia at the moment or who's performed the best over the last four weeks. Some of this technology is allowing us to get there in combination, obviously, with a lot of the diligent data management and data collection we're handling internally. So a couple of questions from that. Firstly, on the data robot trial of that technology around ticketing and membership, what kind of data are you looking at or taking to train that model to predict better outcomes in terms of the number of memberships, for example, or the number of people that will convert to memberships or stay in memberships? Everything we've got, basically, whether it's purchases, attendances, demographics, locations from the stadium, We've got a number of factors that are going into those models. Admittedly, it's quite difficult at the moment going through 2020 and 2021, where you can't really use these last two years of COVID to predict very much in this space. But as I said, we're building out these capabilities so that we're engaging our membership managers around the country. And a lot of this is based around being curious and starting to ask better questions around the data and getting people more engaged and being a data-informed culture. So I've no findings from that as of yet, but something we're excited to be getting stuck into. On the grassroots side, in terms of making sure that everyone has access to the same dashboards and other things, obviously the needs of, say, the Wallabies are vastly different from the need of a junior club or the grassroots kind of level of the um, sport. How are those different needs being met? Just trying to understand what it looks like at all different levels. Certainly, there are different requirements at the highest level versus the grassroots level. From a, a community rugby participation from the national level, our general manager of community rugby and his team being able to look at those metrics across the game versus the local club that's able to look at who's registering for the game, how many teams they're running, how many coaches do they have that are registered and volunteers, how many of those coaches and match officials are accredited in our system so that we're ensuring the game is safe for all to play. 
there's various metrics we look at to ensure that a club is in a healthy environment and set up for success. So we want those to be ubiquitous across the game. And we understand that previously, yes, there was data available via CSV exports from various systems, but now we're providing something that removes any local work that needs to be done and analytics that need to be built. It's all around looking at the real KPIs, the things that matter and being able to action them. We want to make sure that we're preparing to get a lot more top quality players through our system. Again, this seems to come back to this sort of idea of consistency and maybe um, you can talk a little bit about the standard indicators that you're trying to push right down to the most grassroots levels of rugby and then add those up so that you're able to get some sort of consistent views of certain indicators. Yeah, it's all around having a healthy, thriving game at community rugby level and having a lot of people playing and uh, via surveys managing how happy they are with the game. And that's at a participation level. The consistency going into the high performance game around national testing standards our head of athletic performance runs a national testing battery across the game so that when players are coming through those levels that we understand where their work-ons are, what their great attributes are from a physical perspective. That's married up with top-class coaching from a technical, tactical side of things. So, yes, everything we're doing in our systems is trying to provide consistency across the game so that we can compare an under-18s open side with Michael Hooper and see how do we build our next set of Wallabies and Olympians. You touched briefly on last year or the past two years in terms of data collected during the COVID period and the usefulness of that particular sort of set of data. But I was wondering, obviously, a particularly challenging time for all sorts of professional and live sports. Are you able to just give me a sense of how data analytics was potentially used during this period for the organization and for the sport in a time of need? Yes, it was a very challenging experience going through that. I mean, we lost a significant percentage of our workforce, unfortunately, but we've adapted and tried to come through it as best possible. There's lots to look forward to. We're excited about the months and years ahead, which I can take you through. But with regards to our analytics team, we actually used the time to build up a lot of infrastructure, integrate further data sources. When there wasn't a whole lot of questions coming, we utilized the time very effectively to prepare for the future, ensuring that our data warehouse is growing and growing and that we built some great structures around our data quality process, data reconciliation. So that's how we utilized a lot of the time. Also, a lot of questions came, but it was very much a time of adapting to various requests. Our international game got moved around. We hosted a rugby championship for the first time ever with Tri-Nations with New Zealand and Argentina last year. Lots of things called off, lots of moving pieces. So we just tried to stay up to date with that and provide value where we needed to. But it changed daily. And so you touched briefly there on things that are forthcoming and things that uh, perhaps are exciting you personally or professionally in the sort of coming years. Do you want to go through what those things are and what's really getting you excited about analytics in rugby? Yeah, so we've got some huge events coming up and it's an unbelievable time to be involved in the game to be honest just list off a few you know next year we've got a inbound england series in july against the wallabies our wallaroos are going to a world cup we've got the commonwealth games a year later we've got the rugby world cup in 2023 in france followed by an Olympics, British and Irish Lions 2025. So that's once every 12 years, the British and Irish Lions will tour Australia. And that's a huge event. They're playing in South Africa at the moment. And we're very much preparing for that. 
We've also got a Rugby World Cup bid team that's really hard at work to put forward their bid for the 2027 World Cup. And that would be massive for us. So something we're very excited about putting forward. And obviously, just last week, the Olympics was announced for Brisbane in 2032. So there's no shortage of opportunities ahead to not only perform at the highest level and win some trophies, but also utilize that to ride the wave of further engagement to ensure we're capitalizing on that and getting more people playing our beautiful games. So uh, lots to be excited about and something that's keeping us busy for sure. That was Carl Garvey from Rugby Australia. And that's the podcast for this week. We'll be back with an exciting new interview next week. Until then, you can catch all the latest headlines in Australian IT over at itnews.com.au.